Welcome to the 10-5 Podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. I'm Josh Jutris. And I'm Scott Mills. We are the co-hosts of the 10-5 Podcast and are the strategic communication coordinators for the OPP Association. In this episode, we will be talking wills and powers of attorney with OPP Association Executive Officer of Pension and Benefits, Lisa Hillstrom. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for close to 10,000 uniform and civilian members of the OPP, and we also represent the interests of our retired members and their families. Our goal is to get the word out to our members and members of the public about issues that affect policing, and in particular, issues that impact the careers and lives of our members. And we've introduced a series of podcasts, Josh, that... Uh, uh, we believe will assist regular full-time uniform and civilian members of the OPP Association with their retirement planning. And uh, it is assumed uh, when we're talking about this stuff that the, the member has achieved their early unreduced retirement date. Lisa Hillstrom is the Executive Officer of Pension and Benefits for the OPP Association. She's been with us since 2006 and joins us here live on the 10.5 podcast. Lisa, thank you for joining us once again. Thanks so much for the invitation, Scott and Josh. Lisa, are you ready for our rapid fire questions today? Oh, certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really enjoy having you on the show. It's always fun and uh, we always learn something. So uh, thank you so much for making the time here today. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, I'm not sure what number in the series we're at here, but this is a retirement planning series. So if you're listening and uh, you've got questions on other angles of retirement, uh, we've got a number of these episodes with Lisa that uh, are out on the uh, 10.5 podcast. So here we go with our rapid fire, Lisa. First question is, why is estate planning important? You know, estate planning is so important, uh, you know, uh, for an individual, um, you know, for the member's family, their children, parents, siblings, just so that they know the individual's wishes uh, when they pass away. Um, you know, does the individual want a funeral or a celebration of life or nothing? Do they want to be cremated? Do they have property or investments or my mortgage or loans? insurances, you want to make sure you've got your beneficiaries up to date, probate fees, taxes, attorney fees, a lot of things like that need to be considered and thought about. Um, it can be very overwhelming as well to complete a will and powers of attorney if an individual has been recently diagnosed with, with a disease that they may not have a long lifespan. Um, and it can be so stressful at that time. So having a will and powers of attorney in place is a lot easier for the individual and their family members. So let's stay on that for a second and talk powers of attorney. Why, why are they so important? Why should our members have that? You know, with the powers of attorney, um, it's so important for, for them to, to have those in place in the event that they're not able to make their own decisions in regards to their finance or personal care, for example. Um, we have had instances where a family member, and it could be a spouse, a partner, child, even a friend that's contacted our office, indicating that the member's in the hospital, they can't speak for themselves, they're trying to assist to determine what entitlements they have in regards to insured benefits or insurances, life insurances and things like that. 
But without a power of attorney in place, we cannot share information with their loved ones or their friends. Um, and so it's a lot easier if that situation occurs to have the powers of attorney in place so that we can assist those family members through a very stressful and difficult uh, circumstance. Well, Lisa, you, you've got me uh, convinced that I need to go and get a power of attorney now. Uh, it's uh, It just seems to be something that we all kind of put off and, uh, you know, it or that is. won't happen to us. Or So uh, I know you've had to deal with uh, those those situations where you just want to help somebody but you can't so i understand um from from our our chats uh, leading up to this podcast that there's different types of powers of attorney and uh, what what are the different types of powers of attorney uh, the different types are a power of attorney for personal care and what that is it's a person that you uh, can name to make decisions on your health care your housing um, different personal life aspects such as meals and clothing and things like that if you come become mentally incapable of making those decisions um, then there's the power of attorney for property and this person you name can make decisions regards to your financial affairs you know pay your bills they could uh, maintain or sell your house manage your investments for you collect money that is owed to you if something happens to you and you don't have a will and powers of attorney, as I indicated, you know, after the, the other question, it can be very stressful. So a family member can have the right to certain personal care, um, but they, they'll need to apply to be the guardian of your property, which that can take some time. Um, if uh, also it could be a close friend that may um, alternatively um, seek to be the guardian of your property. Um, and in some instances, if nobody comes forward, then the government may step in and uh, they may uh, uh, appoint someone through the office of the public guardian and trustee. Um, you know, there's, there's kits on the Ministry of Attorney General website that individuals can use, um, but we would also recommend individuals seek advice from a lawyer whether that free kit will suffice for their circumstances or whether they should have a po the powers of attorney prepared by a lawyer so lisa let's talk uh, let's talk wills for a second we do still see from time to time at the association members of any age uh, that don't have a will and i mean i understand the importance of it but i'm not sure that that message has gotten out there properly. Why is it important that our members, regardless of their age, have a will? Um, it is so important, you know, Josh, when you say an individual of any age, that is so important because a lot of individuals younger think, I don't need a will. Um, even with older individuals that, you know, they know it's important, but they just don't um, take the time in order to have a will done and complete it. Um, and whether an individual is single or they have a family, it's important to have a will. Having the will, your wishes are clear. There's no decision making for those individuals left behind, whether it's your parents, could be your siblings, could be a close friend, could be your spouse, your children. Having that will, it outlines everything. If an active member passes away, Termination payments cannot be released by Ontario Shared Services if there is no will. 
if, uh, if that does happen, which we have had that happen numerous times, um, that uh, the individual who's passed away doesn't have a will, um, the individual will then uh, need to be appointed to be the trust, the estate trustee. That process can take 30 days or more, even if some individuals may, may think, you know, while well, I'm married, I don't really need a will, everything is joint. It really depends on the circumstance. Um, so it's just so important to have that will so that everything is in place and that the individual left behind doesn't have to go through the process to be appointed the trustee. Oh, Lisa, um, such good advice. I know uh, many yeah. times when I when I call up to your office uh, during a, a situation where you know one of our members have died, uh, one of the first questions I get from from you and your team is 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 there a will? And uh, yeah, it just makes it so much easier for everybody. So thank you for discussing this and. Uh, I'm just wondering if you had any additional information that members should be aware of with uh, wills or powers of attorney. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things. And I think one of the main components is um, to get it done. Discuss, your, discuss the wishes with your family, with your friends. Some, some have their lawyer as the estate executor. Um, even if they are married, because um, they've had that discussion with their spouse and the spouse doesn't want to have that responsibility. So having those discussions so that your family does clearly understand your wishes, dependent children, make sure you have a trustee for those, in, those children and make sure that the trustee is willing to be the trustee. We've had circumstances as well for insurance purposes, for example, that the individual that was named to be the trustee for the uh, dependent children didn't want to assume that role. Um, so it's so important to have those discussions. Blended families can be challenging, even though you may get along as an active member. Unfortunately, some things aren't as, as uh, I'm going to say, as, as friendly or as uh, good as it was as when the individual was active. So blended families and, and a common law spouse, you need to have your will and power of attorney. It's probably one of the most difficult conversations an individual will have, but it's probably one of the most important conversations so that everything is, is outlined and clear and concise. When an individual has their will and powers of attorney, review them every five years or whenever there's a material change. Um, if you have a will and you get divorced, you need to revisit that. You need to update your will. Keep your will and powers of attorney in a folder, in a portfolio or somewhere and keep them in a certain location in your home and let the executor know where that is. You can even provide your executor a copy of your will and powers of attorney so that they have them in place and they know exactly what your wishes are. Um, and in that folder, you're going to want to include anything that that executor will need. That's including where all your bank accounts are, if you have RSPs, marriage certificates, birth certificates, any insurances you have through the employer, and you may also have private insurance. Um, just having that all in, the, in one folder will make 
the executor role that much more easier. Um, but you know, just to, I'm hoping through this podcast, individuals will really see the importance and understand the importance of having these documents. And in some cases, some lawyers may give OPPA members a discount. We have no idea, but sometimes they will. Um, and if an individual has a complex estate, that just makes it that much more important to have the will and powers of attorney. If they have rental property and things like that, they really need to make sure that they have their paperwork in order. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Always great advice. And uh, I would encourage our members to go back and listen to this episode again. Uh, if they have any questions, we've covered some important stuff here on wills and powers of attorney. And as always, we're very grateful for your time. Yeah, not a problem. And I, and I hope too that, you know, through this podcast that individuals will make that step if they don't have a will, that they will uh, go out and, and get one. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you, Lisa. And that is our episode for this week. New episode drops next Friday. And all episodes are always available on our website at oppa.ca slash media. And if you like what you hear, please use the subscribe button on the platform of your choice, whether that be Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Scott Mills, I'm Josh Jutras. And for everybody here at the OPP Association, thank you for joining us and be safe.